Welcome to the Field Log Podcast, daily reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I am your host, Hara Sakaria. Field Log, Day 19. Kiss the Ring. One of the things that most men have in common, I would even go so far as to all men have in common, is a deep burning desire to leadership. As men, we crave leadership. We believe in ourselves, in our natural state, right? You could have self-confidence issues, but if you're healthy and emotionally happy and stuff, you'll believe in yourself and you'll trust yourself and you'll want to express that by being a leader in some context, by being the winner in some context. For example, you'll have a desire to be a father because you want to raise children in what you perceive to be the right way. Or when you're on a sports team, you want to be the captain. Or if you're in a friend group, you want to be the person that people look to for answers. We all have this burning desire to have authority because we believe in ourselves. Now, a lot of times, when that desire is twisted and perverted in our minds or our hearts, we'll want everyone to listen to everything we have to say and fall in line with all of our opinions. And when we're challenged, we'll get indignant. But then when someone else has authority over us, we despise it. It rubs us the wrong way. We don't like to bend the knee. Well, I have news for you. No matter how high up you are, there's always somebody above you. If you're the head of your family and you're in a church, you bend the knee to your priest. If you're the priest in a church, you bend the knee to your bishop. If you're the bishop, you bend the knee to the archbishop or the metropolitan or the patriarch. All the way up the chain until eventually you might be the head honcho, but you still answer to God. Right? There is this hierarchy of authority all throughout life. If you have an instinct to reject authority, you have a very twisted view of authority and you might be the kind of person who is power hungry rather than someone who values true authority. And this can manifest in a number of ways. In my life, when I was younger, in my early 20s, I was I identified as an anarchist, right? I was an ANCAP, God forgive me. I believed that every man should be the master of his own destiny and answer to no one else. And I believed in the non-aggression principle, so as long as I don't hurt anyone else, whatever that means, I can do whatever I want. I can have authority. But then somehow I still believe that if I got married and had children, my children have to listen to me and my wife has to listen to me. And if I'm the head of a corporation or a CEO, then my employees have to listen to me. But at my job, when my boss tells me what to do, in my head I'm like, oh, I'm an anarchist. He can't tell me what to do. So it was this very one-sided, very twisted view of authority. Let there be no mistake. If you want to have genuine authority, true authority in your life, in the areas that are appropriate, you must kiss the ring. Now, what does that mean? Kissing the ring is a way of saying that you have to pay respect to whoever has authority over you, which is the only way you can ever expect the people over whom you have authority to actually listen to you. Why would the people over whom you have authority 
Take your authority seriously if you don't take seriously the authority that others have over you. An example of this is my relationship with my priest. Right? My priest is in his late 40s, so he's... Our age difference is father-son, which definitely makes this a lot easier for me. But it, it could be possible that I have a priest who's younger than me. Right? This happens all the time. There are plenty of people in my parish who are older than our priest. But for my relationship with my priest, I love my priest. I respect him. I honor his authority. And I quite literally kiss the ring. Now, this is going to sound very strange to those of you who aren't Orthodox, but in the Orthodox Church, the proper way to greet a priest or a bishop or an archbishop or a metropolitan or a patriarch is to put out your hands, putting your right hand over your left, and to say, Father bless for a priest or Master bless for a bishop or Most Reverend Master bless for an archbishop. The phrase doesn't matter, but you prompt the priest or the bishop to bless you he makes the sign of the cross over your hand and he'll say something like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit or the, the blessings of the Lord or the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, some variant of that. He'll place his right hand in your hand and then you bow your head down and you kiss his hand. Now, that's a symbolic gesture that signifies the priest's hand as the person who's acting in the person of Christ during the liturgy in Persona Christi, that you're kissing the hand of Christ. But still, it's a way that we show respect to those who have authority over us in the Orthodox Church. So my priest can get away with pretty much anything. My priest knows good and well that anytime he calls, anytime he texts, it doesn't matter where I am, I answer. I could be at work. Phone goes off, I see it. My priest, I, I get up, I step out, I answer the phone, I say, Father bless. And he says the blessing of the Lord and I say, what can I do for you, Father? And it could be anything. He could say, we have a parishioner that needs help moving some furniture today. I could have had plans. I'll, I'll be right there. After work, I'll get there. Or, thankfully, my job is flexible enough. If he said, I need you right now, I'm on my way. Right? And my priest has asked me all kinds of things before. Can you take care of this for me? Can you procure XYZ that we need for a feast day or the bishops visiting? Can you pick up supplies? Can you help us set up the tent? Whatever it is. If my priest asks me, he has authority over me, I submit to that authority. Right? I'm meek to my priest. And this is going to rub many of you the wrong way. Right? A man doesn't bow his head in front of another man. He stands tall and strong. No, 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 no. St. Paisios said, True masculinity is complete submission to Christ. Christ is your God. And you submit to him fully. And to a lesser degree, anyone who has authority over you is given that authority by God and you submit to that authority. On judgment day, we'll be judged on, did we listen? Did we obey? And those who have authority will be judged even more harshly, did you lead properly? So it isn't my responsibility to second guess everything that my priest says, unless it's something completely egregious, right? If he calls me and says, hey, I need you to do a hit job on somebody, I'd be like, Father, I, I'm a Christian, I don't do that, you know that. Even if it's something I don't really agree with, say, I don't know, my priest calls me and says, hey, Hora, I need you to help me destroy some of the icons in the church. I'd be like, Father, I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, I think that's very disrespectful. But he might have a good reason. Be like, oh, we found an icon that's non-canonical, so we're going to destroy it. Sounds good. 
To give a practical example of this, a real example, I once asked my priest if it was okay for me to pray my prayers in Slavonic, which is Old Russian. Because I thought it sounds super cool, it's very archaic and traditional. I said, Father, is it okay if I, I have a prayer book where the left side's English, the right side is Slavonic? Is it okay if I pray my prayers in Slavonic? And he says, mm, no, no, you're going to pray your prayers in English so that you understand them. And I said, well, you know, I can learn what the meanings are. He says, no, you'll, you'll pray in English. Heard. No more pushback. Or maybe I'm doing my morning and evening prayers and I'm at confession and he asked me, have you been praying consistently? Well, I miss a couple of morning prayers. It doesn't seem like a big deal to me. I'll get back on the horse. But then he says, okay, so we're going to cut your morning prayers back from 15 minutes to two minutes. Well, I don't think that that's necessary, but yes, Father, whatever you say. So because I have a spirit of obedience to those who have authority over me, which all men must honor authority, right? Like the good soldier. You don't have to like the order you just got. You don't even have to agree with it. You just have to follow it. But because I have that instinct, and you should too, to listen to authority. That is why I can reasonably expect those over whom I have authority, which at this point in my life aren't very many people, but God willing, that will eventually include a wife and children, I can expect them to actually honor the authority I have over them. Right? There is a natural hierarchy here. Another example of this is, I have this personal idiosyncrasy where I don't like to have my hair touched, right? I, I wake up in the morning, I do my prayers, I get my uh, protein in, I do my shower and brush my teeth, wash my face and everything, and then I do my hair. I do my hair how I feel that day. Maybe I'll slick it back, maybe I'll wear it down, maybe I'll wear it with bangs, whatever I feel like that day. And then if someone comes up and like messes with my hair, touches my hair, I'm like, whoa, I spend time making it look the way it does. Like, don't do that. It's annoying. So somebody told my priest about this. And then we were at this wedding reception and he walks up and he just tussles my hair. And I don't know who's behind me tussling my hair. So like I turn around ready to tell somebody, don't touch my hair. And I see my priest. And immediately, the instinct leaves me and I say, oh, Father bless. I get a blessing. And then he turns to the person and says, see, I can touch his hair. And I'm like, yeah, yes, you can. You're my priest. You can do whatever you want. You have authority over me. So I mean, he was joking, right? He knew that it was a, a weird tick that I have. But the point still stands. That the authority this man has over me, especially in spiritual matters, is important to me. So at this point, I feel like I've explained the concept of kissing the ring sufficiently. It doesn't have to be a literal kiss. It can be metaphorical too, right? Just showing your respects to someone who has authority over you or has a higher station than you might in some context. Let's talk a little bit about why that matters. If you're a man or want to be a real man, right? If you want to be a real man, I'm going to assume that you find the concept of authority to be legitimate, right? If you were, let's say, on a wrestling team, and in order to decide who is going to be captain, you have like an elimination tournament. People get paired up, and you wrestle against each other, and at the end there will be two men standing, and then one of them is going to win, and he's going to be the captain. And if you earn that, you would want people to respect your authority. I'm team captain now. You want people to honor that. But it's not truly that you want them to honor you. 
as much as you want them to honor the concept of authority. So this is a very important distinction. The instinct might present itself as, I want people to respect me, but if you look deep in your heart, you'll realize that you don't want people to respect you for no reason, right? Some very weak men have this instinct, right? I had a conversation with a coworker of mine at a place I used to work at a couple of years ago, and he was very big into gaming, right? He had a, a massive gaming library, right? He had hundreds of games. He had a huge monitor and sound system and comfortable chair and everything. And he was showing pictures at like a company lunch. And it was, in his immediate vicinity, it was me and two other women and him. And then he started going on this rant about how women discriminate against gamers, right? It's like, oh, women discriminate against gamers. Like they don't want to date us and... The whole time I'm listening to this, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I felt weird. First of all, the girls were super uncomfortable about this. But then second, in my head, I thought, well, it's not about the fact that you're a gamer, first of all. And second of all, what actually do you bring to the table? Why should people respect you? Why should women want to date you? You haven't delivered any value yet. Right? Or... Another example, a lot of guys will think, and I've mentioned this before, that if I just pray hard enough, God will send me the woman of my dreams. He'll send me a faithful, respectful, loyal wife who wants to have children, who wants to have a large family and grow old together. And if he sends you somebody with all of these qualities, then what? You're just going to be the same man that you've been this entire time? You don't think that a woman who wants to be loyal and respectful and and have a large family and be a wife you don't think a woman like that has a list of what she wants in a husband really like she doesn't pray every night god please send me a man who is strong and calm under pressure and respects me as a woman and will be a good father to my children and is mature and intelligent and wise and impossible to shake of a center is is my rock So a woman like that is going to have a particular type too. Why should she respect you and honor your authority if you bring nothing to the table? Really ask yourself that. Reflect on your life. Think about the relationships you have and if you're being treated the way you want to be treated. And if not, there are two possible reasons for that. Reason number one, The person you're talking to is just plain disrespectful and doesn't honor your authority, even if you have it legitimately. Or more likely, reason number two, you've given that person no reason to respect you. You haven't motivated that person to actually honor your authority if you have it in that dynamic. So we have to be honest with ourselves. A, do we respect the actual concept right? The, the transcendental category, if you will, of authority, the very concept of authority. Do we respect it? If we don't, we have no claim to receiving respect and loyalty when we have authority. And two, if we do respect the concept of authority and if we want to acquire some, if you want to have authority, you must be an authority. The only reason I expect people when they come to me and ask me for workout advice to actually do what I tell them to do, is because the proof's in the pudding. It's all there. I was 125 pounds when I started training. I have no business being 
accomplished as an athlete. But yet I'm approaching a 600 pound deadlift at 171. So we have to identify the authority dynamics in our life as men. We have to identify where we are, the authority figure, and act accordingly. Take that greater burden onto our shoulders and try to lead people properly. And when we're in a situation where we are the subject, if you will, to someone's authority, we have to honor that, right? This is why I and most other Orthodox Christians are monarchists. It's because the authority of a king over his empire or his nation is a reflection of the objective truth, the phenomenon of authority itself. Right? That's why I like the phrase kiss the ring because it's you know evocative of royalty. So when someone is given authority over you and that chain travels all the way up and then you have a single figure at the top of that chain, a monarch, that flows naturally from these concepts. So we have these instincts to desire authority, which we have to develop into the instinct of honoring authority. And that naturally translates into the belief of a legitimate hierarchy that terminates only at the very top with God. This is another reason why it's very important when you're a Christian, especially if you're Orthodox or Catholic, that you submit to the teachings of the church because you believe that it's the institution that Christ founded. You must submit even if you don't understand. Many, many, many people with whom I have conversations about theology or debates, if you will, even, sometimes, will say, well, what does your church teach about baptism? And I'll say, oh, we believe that it is salvific. It's a sacrament and it washes away your sins up to that point. And they'll say, well, I don't believe that. So I could never be orthodox. Well, that's not really how it goes. You don't take your current beliefs and superimpose them onto a worldview to determine if it's compatible with who you are right now. Because the majority of your beliefs, I hate to tell you, are passively acquired. You absorb them through the course of your life. Rather, you have to ask yourself, where does authority lie? And if you're Orthodox, you'll believe it lies with the Orthodox Church. Christ founded the church. There were five patriarchs, and then eventually there were a number of schisms, right? The Assyrian Church of the East, and the Monophysite Churches, and then eventually the, the Great Schism between the Catholic and the Orthodox Church. But you'll believe that authority rests with a certain institution. And if you believe that, you must submit. And this doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong. It makes you consistent. It makes you the kind of man who believes in a principle, like authority, and acts like he does. Few things should scare you as much as believing one thing, paying lip service to one thing, and then acting completely different. So as men, no matter how counterintuitive it might seem, we must submit to authority to be authority figures ourselves. That's it for day 19 of the Field Log Podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can follow or subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're listening on. You can also leave us a review. It really helps out the show, especially in the beginning. You can find me on Instagram at XXLHara. You can give me a follow, shoot me a message. We can have a conversation. You can also find Warrior King on Instagram at warriorking.cx. 
And you can find us on the web at warriorking.cx, just like the Instagram handle. For resources like the 2023 Goal Setting Guide, which is a document detailing the method that I use to set and achieve goals, especially for this year. And the Warrior King Training Protocol, which is a document that I wrote with the 10 years of experience that I've gained weight training to help you build the strength and physique that you want as a man. If any of those resources sound intriguing to you, you can find the links in the show notes below. You can also just Google them, seek them out. And as always, conquer the day. Mm -hmm.